Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hi, this is Joshua Potter Efron with the second call in the H-Factor series. Release your inner superhero to get the results that you want. And today we are going to be focusing on In Brightest Day and Darkest Night, No Goal Shall Escape My Sight. So for those of you familiar with Green Lantern, that will sound very reminiscent of his oath. His oath, which is In Brightest Day, In Blackest Night, No Evil Shall Escape My Sight, But Those Who Worship Evil's Might, Beware My Power, Green Lantern's Light. And while that is more of a mission statement, than a goal or an objective, I think it gives us a, a starting place. Because for all of us, we need to have a clear orientation about where we want to be going in terms of our lives in, in many different areas, from financial to personal relationships and even our, our legacy. So another thing about Green Lantern is that Green Lantern was known as the man without fear. And for those of you who, again, are less familiar, Green Lantern has a power ring, and his power ring allows him essentially to engage in instant manifestation. Whatever he can think of in his mind, he can instantly create as a light construct of green light. And to do that, though, he has to be able to clearly visualize what it is he wants to create. And the reason that it is important that he is a man without fear is that fear, clear, fear clouds clarity. Fearful images disrupt our ability to have clear visualization, to create what we want. So bring that into the real world for a minute. You know, if you're tossing and turning at night because you are worried about a lack of abundance, a lack of money, or a challenge that you had, a fight you had with your personal other, in most cases, when we start to perseverate on these negative things, we're not actually problem solving. We're not actually creating what we want. We're simply reliving the mistake or the past errors that we've made. And so to get clarity, we have to move out of that place of fear and anxiety, and we have to instead really begin to take the steps to identify, well, what can I do to bring myself back into a place of abundance? Or if it's a fight with a personal other, where can I take responsibility to create what I want? You know, it's really easy to get stuck in the I'm right or he said, she said, but instead it takes a lot of strength and will and it takes an ability to step outside of your fears of abandonment or the fears that relationships at an intimate level so often create in order to really figure out what it is that you want to create and what you want to do and the action steps you have to take. 
So whenever we start to create objectives or goals, there are things that rise up and they get in the way. So recently on Jessica Jones, they had one, the villain was the Purple Man. Also, in the TV series, he was called Kilgrave, which is his real name. But in the comic books, he's called the Purple Man because he's purple. And he has the ability to control our thoughts. Now, when we are moving towards a goal or an objective that tells us we're on the right path, the reason we actually know we're on the right path is because we start to have doubts. We start to have thoughts. It's like a supervillain sort of takes over our thought process. And we start to sabotage ourselves. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. And these thoughts keep us from moving purposefully towards our goals. The other thing that starts to show up is emotions. And often they show up as fears, but it can also show up as a feeling of tiredness, exhaustion, sadness, despair, or even anger. And we can get really focused on these negative feelings. You know, anger allows us to be right, but again, it doesn't allow us often to take corrective action. Sadness can be appropriate, but if we stay in that place, it keeps us from taking effective action. And it actually becomes the reason we're not getting the results we want over time. And fear is just a natural response anytime we move forward on a goal or objective. And the third thing is that there can be real roadblocks, real challenges that we can't stop. So recently, I relocated from California to Wisconsin. And one of the roadblocks I'm having is that my license to be a practicing therapist doesn't transfer easily. So I'm having to move through various steps to get it. Now, I've finally managed to get reciprocity in Minnesota, but I'm still working on on Wisconsin. And even in Minnesota, I have temporary reciprocity. So there are real roadblocks to me being able to say if I wanted to open up a private practice as a therapist to doing that at this point in time. The thing is... These thoughts, these fears or emotions, these actual roadblocks that get in the way of us moving forward, these are the things that let us know that we are actually taking actions in congruence with our goals. The reason I say this is if you look around your life right now, there may be many things that you have in your life that is exactly how you want it. But there are other things that aren't there. Now, as you move towards these goals and objectives and these things start to rise up, these are actually the things, the thoughts that prevented you from getting these results previously. These are the emotions that kept you from taking the risk to create that relationship or to try to get that book published or whatever it may be. And so we have these things showing up and instead of viewing them as reasons to not move forward, we want to really use these things as indicators that we're on the right path. So instead of a stop sign, see them as actually positive feedback that we are moving forward to obtain our goals. 
Another thing that prevents us is that many of us learn somewhere along the line that what we want isn't okay. And it often isn't obvious. Back in the day, you know, if you are a woman, if you wanted to become a professional, that was fine as long as you were a nurse or a teacher. But anything else, you would have been told no, that's not okay. And now we have a woman who almost became the president. And so obviously doors have opened up and that's the other thing is as we move forward, moving towards our goals and objectives, what we sometimes don't realize is that we are inspiring other people in our path. That those of us who move forward with integrity, uh, with clarity in our value set to obtain the things that we truly want in life, those things that we truly want usually are beneficial to other people. And the very act of striving towards those things is inspiring for those other people. But instead, many of us have this idea that we're like Two-Face and the Joker and the Penguin huddled around a pile of money, stealing it. That if we get what we want, we're somehow preventing someone else from getting what they want. And this world has opportunities for all of us. But we have to really embrace the idea that what we want is okay. And I will tell you that if you're listening to this phone call, chances are you're someone who has a positive intention for the world, a positive intention for yourself, a positive intention for your family. And that if you're listening to this phone call, the likelihood is that I would much rather you have a million dollars than, say, another person who doesn't have that positive intention behind them. And I absolutely would want to support you in being a millionaire if that's what you wanted. So on this phone call right now, if you're listening, I would encourage you actually to pause in a moment. Find someone and then take turns for about, the recommendation is 10 minutes, but even just five minutes. One person with a very straight face so no response, emotional response to what the other person is saying, simply says, what do you want? And the other person then says, I want. And the person who's asking writes down everything they say. So if there was someone else right here, they would say, Joshua, what do you want? And then I would reply, um, I want a radio show. And then they would ask me again, Joshua, what do you want? And I might say, I want my daughter's college paid in full. And they would simply keep asking, with a, again, with a straight face, without expression, not an affirmation, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Or, really? Or, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, that's fine, but you're not going to get that. You know, none of that. Simply repeating the question, what do you want? So I'm going to go ahead and demonstrate. And in this process, if you're doing it with another person, 
The other thing to keep in mind is that a lot of times we may start with things that are a little bit more, I don't know, concrete. So I want a new car. I want a gaming table. I actually do want a gaming table. And then as we move forward in the exercise, we may find ourselves going to deeper spaces or deeper places. Again, let me go ahead and demonstrate. And I'm just going to go ahead and ask myself, Joshua, what do you want? I would like, well, yeah, I would like that gaming table. Specialized, that can rotate, the, the top can rotate. All right, Joshua, what do you want? I would like to be financially independent and not have to worry about trying to work for another person. Joshua, what do you want? Uh, I would like to have my... um, I'd like to be debt-free. That's what I would like. Joshua, what would you like? I would like to have... My sisters um, be able to have a deeper relationship. Okay, Joshua, what do you want? Um, I would like to have my wife here in Wisconsin since she's still currently in Los Angeles. Joshua, what would you like? I'd like to know that what I'm doing is having an impact on other people, a positive impact, that it is inspiring people. Joshua, what would you like? I want to be able to write. I want to be published. Uh, I want to be able to do workshops. Joshua, what do you want? So you get the idea. And again, just going one direction for five minutes and then switching and having the other person do it with you. Now, I recognize that in the demonstration, since I'm just doing it with myself, it may not have the direct impact that seeing this exercise or hearing a demonstration of it with with other people. But if you're really willing to go to those places inside of yourself and give yourself permission in this exercise to have nothing be off limits, you know, whether that's a great sex life or whether that is... Um, again, a million dollars, whatever it may be, when you allow yourself to go to the places that maybe you, you haven't because you learned somewhere along the lines that it wasn't okay to want something in a relationship or want something uh, financially, that's where this exercise can really open you up to give you the clarity that you need to move forward in terms of developing your goals. So, because the reality is that this I want exercise is really just the beginning. It starts to help you formulate what it is that you want so that you can more clearly manifest what you desire. Because until you put it out there, until you even admit it to yourself, you're not going to be able to take the action steps to create it. So moving back to that theme of Green Lantern. So Green Lantern, again, can create anything that he thinks of. 
I'm going to read this little quote about Green Lantern. And in this particular case, it's the Hal Jordan Green Lantern because there's actually many Green Lanterns. Hal Jordan, you give him the very essence of creativity, the ability to be like unto a god on Earth, the power to literally rip whatever he can think of from the vast nothingness of the universe, and he punches you in the face of it. Because Hal Jordan is notoriously known for the fact that here he has this ability to create anything, and when he's fighting a villain, he creates an energy construct of a fist punching villains in the face. So you can have the tools in front of you to create anything you want, but if you don't have the ability to really truly visualize it, it's not going to materialize. It's not going to show up. You know, there are other Green Lanterns, and, you know, we've got Guy Gardner, who is more the sort of, hey, let me go grab a beer kind of guy. And, you know, he's in the middle of space, and he's sitting in an easy chair. Or he's coming through a door, and he's knocking it down with a boot. Again, very sort of normal images. Then we have John Stewart, another Green Lantern, who has a military background, who became an architect. And when you look at his light constructs in the comic books, you can, quote, see every rivet. He designs it like an architect in his mind and then builds it with the constructs completely and totally filled in instead of, you know, sort of a space around something. And then you have Kyle Rayner, who's my favorite Green Lantern, and he's an artist. And as an artist, he is able to sort of think tangentially. So he comes across this guy who's clearly mentally ill, and he creates a giant teddy bear and sort of holds him down in a way that, okay, it's a giant teddy bear. It's a little bit frightening, I guess, if you're in mental distress, but it's also meant to be a nurturing object. And then he has his friends traveling through the space and he creates a, a sort of a space galleon. You know, with Kyle Rayner, you just never know what he's going to create. So in that vein, I'm going to go through a series of questions now. And I'm going to talk about the seven areas of your life. And let me just tell you what the seven areas are first. Because these, if you can get clear in these seven areas about what you want, then you can take clear action steps to get them, to get the things in those areas. So the first area is finances. And you can sort of imagine a superhero with a little dollar sign if you want to for that. Um, the second area is career and development. And I actually, there's this little cartoon and we have Aquaman sitting in front of a career counselor. And the career counselor says to Aquaman, and what misguided soul gave you the idea that a lot of crime was taking place underwater in the first place? The third area is rest and recreation. And, you know, whether that's spending time with your friends or going hiking, you know, that would be that area. The fourth area is health and fitness, and you might imagine, you know, superheroes doing yoga or something. The fifth area is relationships, personal relationships, family relationships, 
The sixth area is personal development, and this can be your own personal projects. It can be continuing your own education. And then the seventh area is community, legacy, and spirit. And this really gets to the heart of how are you giving back to the community? What is your legacy going to be when you leave this planet? And that could be your children if you're a parent. But then how are you developing that legacy? And of course, your relationship with spirit, which is going to be very individual for each person. But it's again, if you don't focus on it, how are you going to develop it? So those are the seven areas in brief. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through and I'm going to read um, the vision exercise. What I would recommend people doing if you're listening to this call is one of two things. Either listen to all of the questions and then take 20 minutes to sort of fill in all the details or listen to each section and identify at least three things in each section as you go. And for simplicity, because I also don't really want people to edit too much, I am going to offer a little bit of space, probably 30 seconds between each section, but not too much. Actually, maybe even less. So maybe just go ahead and write down the answers as I'm saying them if you want to do it while I'm actually reading. So first, so get yourself a piece of paper and pencil. And here we go. First, focus on the financial area of your life. What is your ideal annual income and monthly cash flow? How much money do you have in savings and investments? What is your total net worth? What does your home look like? Where is it located? Does it have a view? What kind of yard does it have or landscaping? What does the furniture look like? Are there paintings hanging in the rooms? Walk through your perfect house, filling in all the details. And at this point, don't worry about how you're going to get that house. Don't sabotage yourself by saying, well, I can't live in that location because I don't make enough money. And once you give your mind's eye the picture, your mind will solve the not enough money challenge. Now visualize what kind of car you're driving and any other important possessions your finances have provided. Go ahead. Try to identify at least three things in this area. And then I'm going to go ahead and continue. Again, you can pause this recording if you're listening to it as a recording. Okay. Next, visualize your ideal job or career. Where are you working? What are you doing? With whom are you working? What kind of clients or customers do you have? What is your compensation like? Is it your own business? How do you spend your job while you're working? Your time while you're working? Okay. Go ahead and write down at least three things in this area. Okay. Now focus on your free time, your recreation time. What are you doing with your family and friends in the free time that you've created for yourself? 
What hobbies are you pursuing? What kinds of vacations do you take? What do you do for fun? Identify at least three things in this area. Next, what is your ideal vision of your body and your physical health? Are you free of all disease? Are you pain-free? How long do you live to? Are you open, relaxed, and in in a state of ecstatic bliss all day long? Are you full of vitality? Are you flexible as well as strong? Do you exercise, eat good food, and drink lots of waters? How much do you weigh? Go ahead. You can put more than three, of course, but identify at least three specific details in this area. And move to your ideal vision of your relationships with your family and friends. What is your relationship with your spouse and family like? Who are your friends? What do these friendships feel like? Are these relationships loving, supportive, empowering? What kind of things do you do together? Identify at least three details in this area. All right. What about the personal area of your life? Do you see yourself going back to school, getting training, attending personal growth workshops, seeking therapy for past hurt or growing spiritually? Do you meditate or go on spiritual retreats with your church? Do you want to learn to play an instrument or write your autobiography? Do you want to run a marathon or take an art class? Do you want to travel to other countries? Identify at least three areas, three details in this area. And then finally, focus on the community you've chosen to live in. What does it look like when it is operating perfectly? What kind of community activities take place there? What about your charitable or volunteer work that you do? How are you contributing to your personal legacy? How are you developing a relationship with spirit or God? Identify at least three things in this area. And then we can move forward. So hopefully at this point, you are able to identify a number of details. But to really get this specific, you want to make it concrete. So I'm going to switch from Green Lantern, who I've been talking about for a minute. I'm going to talk about that. 
Now, there's always this conflict about Batman not having superpowers, and yet somehow he can take out every other superhero. And the reason this is is because Batman has a long-term vision. And when you talk about successful individuals, the thing that you will hear over and over again if you really do the research around successful individuals is that they have a long-term vision. And so when we're talking about creating this, sometimes for a lot of us, we live day to day. We live paycheck to paycheck. And so we have to start to develop our capacity to develop our long-term objectives more clearly. And this is really where we get into goal setting. In regards to goal setting, the difference between a wish and a goal is fairly straightforward because a wish has been called a goal that has no energy behind it. And what a goal has that's different is that a goal is very specific. So you can say, I want a house, or you can say, I want a house um, that is on the coast of Malibu, 15,000 feet, or whatever square feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I actually don't want a house on Malibu, but just sort of an example, since many people may want that. Um, and so the, the two qualities that you have to consider is how much and by when. So if you went through all these different areas, you may have things like, I want a new car. I want, a, well, for me, I, I tend to want things that are fairly modest in many ways. I like my Honda Civic, but I wouldn't mind having a new Honda Civic. So I would like a new Honda Civic by December 16, 2017 at 4 p.m. We have a very specific quality, a very specific timeline, and at this point, I can start to take action steps to move forward. But some of the goals some in the areas that we just explored may be a little bit more vague. You may have something like, I want a more intimate relationship with my wife or my husband. And so how do you start to quantify an unquantifiable goal? In solution-based therapy, there's something called the miracle question. And the miracle question essentially says, if you were to wake up tomorrow and whatever problem you're having was gone, what would be the first thing you would notice? What would be the smallest thing that would be different? And so maybe the smallest thing in that particular instance might be simply that, you know, when you woke up, you kissed your spouse on the forehead. Something, I mean, incredibly small. And from there, what the solution-based therapist does is it starts to work on, well, how can we get there? You know, what would be, what would just take up, uh, for instance, I want to be happier is another one. Well, what would you have to do to take up one notch? And for people who are depressed or unhappy, a lot of times when you really explore, they stop doing a lot of the things that they used to do when they were younger or when they were with someone else or when someone died. And so you can start to identify concrete activities that they can engage in. And so you're just constantly moving them into a place of how much, by when, what's the smallest increment, and then what's the next step, and then what's the next step. And just slowly moving yourself forward 
until you can develop the capacity to have a longer-term vision in all areas of your life. So at this point, I would encourage you to go back through your list of the seven areas and start transforming them into goals. Again, how much would you have of this and by when? And if it's a more subjective goal, then try to use the miracle question. What would be the one thing that would be different? What would be the smallest increment of positive change? Because a lot of times if you look at that smallest increment, what you're going to realize is you've had that at some point. So you know how to create that. And having said all that, just want to thank everyone for your time. And I will be putting out information on the next H-Factor call sometime within the next week. And finally, if people are interested, you can go ahead and contact me at either 310-237-8985 or at jpottere, that's J-P-O-T-T-E-R-E, at gmail.com. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.